I'm Bill Polinick, your host for Tales from Wild Bill's Ranch. This is podcast episode number nine titled, A Mile in the Sky Where the B-52s Fly. And the name Wild Bill sticks. We are brought to you each and every week by the book Ukrainians in North Dakota, written by my mother, Agnes Polinick. She was inspired to tell the stories of the Ukrainians who settled in our state by the words, the church can't save your culture, you have to do it. So she did. The book's available at the Ukrainian Cultural Institute in Dickinson, North Dakota, or contact me and I will arrange for a copy to be sent to you. The longest I have ever worked for one radio station was two months shy of five years. I started at KTWB in Sioux Falls on August 26, 1991, and my last day there was June 14, 1996. Five glorious years of playing outlaw country. Summed up best by the phrase, free beer. (laughs) After I left KTWB, I'd spend the rest of the summer of 1996 announcing rodeos and bull riding events from Minnesota to West River, South Dakota to Iowa. All totaled, I'd announced 26 events in 13 weeks. After Labor Day, my schedule was blank and I needed a job. I was living in Worthing, South Dakota at the time. It was basically a suburb of Sioux Falls. I inquired about employment with some of the stations in the area, and the owner of the station in Laverne, Minnesota, was interested. But he was concerned about hiring, as he put it, a prima donna a former killer bee, someone who dominated the ratings for a few years. Kind of irritated me, and I knew he and I wouldn't be working together anytime soon. At his request, I had let him think about it for a few days. I'm not sure how it came upon my radar, but I learned of an opening at KSQY in Rapid City. K-Sky. When I was a youngster, I would go on top of a hill late at night and tune into the Black Hills Best Rock. This 100,000-watt blowtorch, emulating from the top of Terry Peak in the heart of South Dakota's Black Hills. The opening they had was for a program director, afternoon personality, the 3 to 7 p.m. shift. And I didn't know until then that the studio was located on historic Main Street of Deadwood. Oh, my. I contacted the general manager, we chatted, and he requested an air check, a recording of my on-air ability, and a resume, standard operating procedure. This was before the advent of the internet, so I could not simply email my materials. I snail mailed a cassette and the resume. About a week later, I got a phone call back and a request for me to be present at an interview. I was damn excited. Why is it that it only takes about four and a half hours to drive across North Dakota, but South Dakota takes 19 hours, or so it seems? But it was a warm September day that I left Sioux Falls for the Black Hills. It was a great trip. I met with the GM, or general manager, and we chatted for about an hour. He gave me a tour of the station, and that in itself was worth the drive. K-Sky was located in a former bank building right on Main Street in Deadwood. The offices were located on the main floor along with a vault, which had about a three-foot-thick door. 
a relic of it once actually being a bank. When K-Sky would say, a prize from our prize vault, they really meant it. The program director's office, production, and on-air studio were located on the second floor. From the air chair, the jocks would have a view of Main Street, the Midnight Star, owned at that time by Kevin Costner, and they were directly across the street from the famous old number 10 saloon. Oh, I wanted this gig. Following the interview, the GM gave me a voucher for a free dinner and one night stay at a Deadwood hotel. Wow. After a night on the town, yep, I really wanted this gig. The following morning, I went to look at an apartment in town. Now, this apartment was right across the alley from K-Sky on the second floor, right above the smoke shop. From the living room, I could look right into the on-air studio and wave at the jock. The apartment was a former casino with 12-foot ceilings, elaborate light fixtures, spectacular woodwork that was formerly a bar, now it was the kitchen. And it had three huge windows which overlooked Deadwood's Main Street, kitty corner from the old number 10. Yep, I really wanted this gig. I drove back to the eastern side of the state with high hopes and great expectations. I waited about three or four days and then I called the general manager back because I couldn't no longer take the anxiety. When he answered, he apologized for not getting back to me as he was so busy. After a minute or so of small talk, he'd ask, Are you interested in moving out to the Black Hills? <laughs> the gig I so desperately wanted was mine. With the help of a friend, we loaded up a U-Haul with everything I owned. But not before attending a going-away party the night before with friends and acquaintances I'd made after a decade in the Sioux Empire. The partying would go on until about 3 a.m., I'd load up and leave eastern South Dakota at 7 a.m. with a U-Haul truck into a 35-mile-an-hour headwind, hungover as hell, with my black cat wailing in the seat next to me. I'd spend Sunday getting settled into my fabulous new apartment located on historic Main Street of Deadwood, South Dakota. I needed to pinch myself just at the thought of that. As I was putting away my personal belongings, I noticed a chest of drawers in one of the bathrooms. Now remember, this was a former bar and casino, so there was a men's room as well as a ladies' room. The chest was in what was then the ladies' room. It had four drawers, and on the top, several slots were cut into the top. Opening the drawer directly below, partitions were set up corresponding with the slots right above them. On each slot, the first names of a female were on each one. Now, what could this be? Oh, man, it hit me like a ton of Black Hills gold. The female names were those of the famous prostitutes who made their living there many years before. I was living in what was once a brothel, <laughs> the Purple Door. Many things went through my mind immediately following that realization. One thought was, don't tell my mother I'm living in a whorehouse. She thinks I'm the program director at K-Sky. <laughs> the whole entire apartment took on a new aura following that. Even Waylon, the black cat's fur, seemed to stand on end just a little bit. 
The next morning, I reported for duty as the new PD or program director at K-Sky. One of the first questions the GM asked was, what air name did I intend to use? Well, I used Bill Daniels for a decade in Sioux Falls, and I had really no intentions of changing that. He thought I should add Wild to my existing name. Hmm. I came back with, yeah, Wild Bill rides again in the Black Hills on K-Sky. Or Wild Bill is back in the Black Hills and he's not turning his back this time. Referring to Wild Bill Hickok being shot in the back, playing poker, holding aces and eights. Now that was where the name Wild Bill took hold and I have not been able to shake it ever since. I would spend seven months as K-Sky's program director. The following spring, my mother's home would burn down. She was writing the book, Ukrainians in North Dakota in their voices at the time. Families had submitted old photographs along with documented history. They would all be lost in that fire along with what she had written on her computer. It was very, very traumatic for her. So I reprioritized my life and in late April 1997, I would return home to southwestern North Dakota and I've been here ever since. There's more tales that I have from my short stay in the Black Hills, and I promise to share them with you on future podcasts. They're great stories, and they're too good not to share. I would like to thank my friend Jeff Gould from Sioux Falls for showing and inspiring me to tell my story. Jeff showed me to believe in the power of stories. Story changes lives and encourages people to overcome obstacles, to live lives of peace, passion, and prosperity. Everybody has a story because everybody is a story. And a story is not a story unless it's shared. And I credit Jeff Gould for possibly saving my sanity. Find out more about him at ilikethatstory.net. And we are brought to you by the book, Ukrainians in North Dakota, In Their Voices, written by my mother, Agnes Polinek. I'm Bill Polinek. Thank you for listening.